now time for a very wispy edition of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft Game Pass service and tell you which games to pass on to your friends and which games to simply pass on by. It is episode 27, and we're going to be talking about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It's a follow-up to last week's episode where we played Ori and the Blind Forest. I am your muted myself. I am your host, Corey. <laughs> I am joined by Basher. Uh, good day, sirs. I'm still you're... crying. Uh, yeah, you're, you're a co-host. I guess I could give you uh, that, that, that title. Thank you. Appreciate that. I think I earned it. Um, I'm, I'm still crying. Uh, not, I'm... Bec- not because of uh, the ending, which is uh, pretty... Uh, I can't, that's pretty somber, but um, I was cutting onions up, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> That joke from the 90s called. No, I was actually cutting up onions. I'm meal prepping. Onions, though? Onions are disgusting. Uh, you can't, I can't eat them straight up, but if you, if you put it in a stew or something, like, and just boil them down. And eh, nah, we'll agree to disagree. You're right. But that has nothing to do with Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and neither does you giving us a ranking on your favorite podcast service. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, why not give us a rating? If this is your first time here, welcome. This should be a good one. Because we're going to talk about Ori and the Will of the Wisp. But first, got to talk about the details. This is from developer Moon Studios, which is known for Ori and the Blind Forest and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Those are the only two games. Regularly priced at $29.99 is available on Xbox Game Pass for PC and console. This is not available on the Switch, whereas the first one is. It might come there at a later date, but currently it is only on PC. Uh, includes the Windows version, a Steam version, as well as Xbox One. does have cross-save support for you people playing on the Windows Store version. So if you're going from one platform to another, it does not have any DLC as of yet. Nothing has been announced. And it is Xbox One X enhanced, whereas, again, the first one was not. Features 4K native resolution, HDR support, as well for Xbox One S and X. And 60 frames per second, but we will talk about whether or not it hits that later. But Ori and the Will of the Z-Wisps. What do we think about it? Oh, uh, man, right off the bat, uh, I so I don't I don't know if it's an a, an Ori issue or just the way we try to record this or set up these episodes. But playing it back to back so soon I think put a slight hamper in my enjoyment of the sequel just just up front because it, it seemed a little too familiar and I feel like I would have enjoyed it up front a lot more if there was more um, space in between gameplays that I would I, I sort of yeah I sort of agree but I would say like my first 90 minutes with it I was kind of like <laughs> like it's it it wasn't it just wasn't like the visuals of it i was like man this looks awesome but it just it wasn't grabbing me i was like i was like what's happening here like ori in the blind forest is one of my all-time favorite games of of uh, the most recent memory why is it not getting me and it, and it was playing that the first one so close that i got so used to playing and the challenge and the movement and the dashing and you know ori is a game that it's a metroidvania slash pathfinder whatever you want to call it but what what's something that really stuck out to me playing them back to back is that it's the traversal like that's truly what sets this metroidvania apart is that most other metroidvanias are simply it's like okay that means you're just going to be doing a lot of traveling back and forth and you're going to be doing uh you know using abilities that you got to sort of find new paths and you do that in ori but it's the traversal. Like it's that constant of just moving from space to space in unique ways, whether it's the dashing, whether it's the boosting, whether it's the edit, like it just, it nails it in that. And will the whips takes a while to sort of get there. Like, because they do the thing where they take away the, they, they take away the stuff that you already learned, which I'm, I'm not always a huge fan when they That's, do like, it. That threw me off. I mean, I was yeah. not a fan of that because I mean, uh, well, I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite because when it does, because Metroid does that every single time. For sure, I'm absolutely fine with it for some reason. This, 
again, I think it's because I played it back to back. I wanted to dash right off the bat. I wanted right. to double jump right off the bat. And it's like, nope, we're not doing any of that. I'm like, all right, I guess I got to learn everything else again, but whatever. Right. But it, in, in, it does give you that stuff first. Like, it gives you the double jump. It gives you the bash. It gives you the dash. Like, it gives you the stuff that you want very quickly. Um, and then after that first 90 minutes, I was sold. Like, I was in after that. But, yes, I agree with you that I think I think that's specifically us playing the, the last one so close to this one. I mean, I, I literally went less than 12 hours. <laughs> like, so... I had finished the original Ori again, and then 12 hours later, I was playing the sequel kind of thing. So, but yes, no, I, I agree. I on um, something you said, too, the, uh, the, unique, the unique traversal system in this game. Uh, what I really liked about that is the fact that I was able to get into locations and places in this game before having certain abil- abilities needed to do so. And it's just because, I don't know if they planned it out that way, but it made it so that you like I personally was doing way too much work to get to a place I shouldn't be at at that time. But in the end, I feel like it really, truly helped me in the process of because the late game in this is your skills got to be pretty on point. Oh, yeah. So like if you can challenge yourself up front it will benefit you like in the long run. Yeah, it, I, I think, I think I agree with you in terms of like, yeah, I definitely felt like there was times where I was sort of gaming the system. Like I was, so I, I let's preface this a little bit. So this game is a lot different in that it is super more in depth. Um, and Ari is a killer. Yeah. He's a, he's a straight beast. Um, combat is the first one. The combat is a, it's a night and day difference. That is obviously the one area where that they just straight up, it, it is night and day different in terms of the quality, in terms of what you're doing. The first game was a very basic combat system. I didn't, I don't have a problem with it in the first game, um, but it's just not the same. It was very press the button a couple times and you know, your, your attack automatically seeks, etc. cetera. Um, but in this one, it's a straight up hack and slash, um, but it is not one to where it's not easy at all. The combat is very difficult in that I was getting rolled the first 90 minutes again because I, I, I think I was trying to sort of brute force my way through it. And you can't. You cannot brute force your way through this game. You, you have to get good at it. And along with that, Ori is much more versatile in that there are now I, – I don't, I don't know what to call them other than what – you know they call them shards in this game. But they're basically sort of like mini abilities or, or abilities that sort of power up your – your abilities. So for instance, um, I, I guess minor spoilers, like there, there's a bow, like you get a bow kind of thing. And then, then you can get some attachments and some shards that will sort of uh, make it a triple shot or it'll oh, make it more yes. powerful. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's a lot of those. And so there's some that like make you stick to wall or there's one that makes you stick to walls. There's one that gives you a triple jump, you know? So those things sort of drastically change it because I was constantly using the wall sticking and the triple jump. Those are the first two that I got. And I feel like the triple jump along with being able to sort of precisely stick to a wall, I was sort of getting to places that I wasn't supposed to be yet. Or maybe I was, I don't know. Uh, obviously, like, I don't know yeah. if it's planned or not, but like it's for me, I enjoyed it because in the long run, I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, again, like late game, you, you jump's got to be on cue. So it's like, if you can master that triple jump, wall grab, like, you're, you're good to go. Yeah, it's it, it's it's on another level. Like, I, I can't really, like, Super Meat Boy and stuff have extremely difficult platforming, but I, to me, this feels better than that. Um, it feels more precise, if, or I shouldn't say more precise, because Super Meat Boy is all about precision, but this one just feels, it feels better in motion to me. I feel like I have more control over the character kind of thing. Oh, for um, sure. I, yeah. I, I think the difference is, Something like this, I wouldn't say it, this is better. I would say it's different. I think the whole because because the whole point is different. I think I think with something like Super Meat Boy, the, the developer's point is to is for you to die a lot. Like it's kind of like hey, like this is really difficult for the sake of being difficult. Whereas 
in Ori in in uh, in a world of the wasp. Uh, I'm sorry, will of wisp. Wisps. Wispies. Um, the wasp. That'd be different. That'd be, be that'd be a better game. Uh, I think this is. I think the purpose of it is is to simply be challenging while you're getting through. Is is right. not is not really. T- I never, I never got to a sequence in this game where I felt like the system was actively working against me, like like a, like in a Dark Souls type of way, where it's like, ha ha, we want you to die here. It's like, no, we want you to succeed. Just use all your your abilities wisely and creatively. Yeah, and. I, I've seen a lot of people sort of compare it to Hollow Knight. Um, I don't know if you've played Hollow Knight. Oh, it's, just, it's all right. Yeah, I, I, I really liked Hollow Knight a lot. Um, and I understand the comparisons, but I, to me, I, I still think Ori is just a, while it's the same genre, the goal is just much different. Right. Um, so, but in terms of, yeah, so, but no, yeah, I, I agree with basically everything you said kind of thing. Um, from after those first 90 minutes and once I was started playing Ori again, like I just, I was hooked kind of thing. I, 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 it, it's hard to, to talk about something when you like everything, like from, I like the story. I like the presentation. I like the combat. I like the gameplay. It's just, yeah, I will say, uh, come, coming from off that first game. And I think I mentioned like how the story doesn't really drive you through. I think the story is, is, is better this time around. Um, the 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 main villain is. I, I ended up being a fan of the fan of this creature. It, it seemed pretty sympathetic at, by the end of it. Uh, its name is Screech. Like Saved by the Bell. Uh, more like it's screeching. Oh, like Saved by the Bell. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah. So like. There's parts of this game like it will, uh, where, the, where the story kick starts to kick in a little bit, and I'm just like, I won't skip this cutscene, <laughs> which is a lot for me because I just, if I don't care, I, I'll just barrel through and skip every cutscene. But this one's, I'm just like, uh, I want to see what happens next. I want to see who's, I want to see what they're saying. I, I, I want to see how Ori makes a friend out of this person or that person, or I'm sorry, this creature or that creature. And I think the story is, I think everything is done a because in the first Ori game, I feel like the things they wanted to nail, they really nailed. But there are some things, like you said earlier, like the combat that seemed to be a little tacked on. I think this time around, the things that are, that seemed a little bit tacked on are just better done this time around. Yeah. It feels, it, it's a more complete game. You know, they, it's, it's a, the first Ori was a, a beautiful game that had some neat traversal, but this from start to finish, this, this is a full on action Metroidvania this time. And, and I don't want to get too far from the story yet. Cause well, the one thing that I will say, and no spoilers or anything here, is that the I think the tone of it is just more adult. Yes. And while it just it, the the way the things that happen and the way that they go in in the first game, it by the end of it, you were just sort of like, okay. Like, yeah, like, it was fun. And Ori is, is strange because it's still deceptive. Like, this game is adorable, right? Like, if you look at it from a design perspective, if I were to show somebody that has no idea what Ori in the Blind Forest and Will the Wisps are, they'd be like, yeah, like, that's for children, right? But this game is not for children in any capacity. Like, it's an extremely difficult game that requires precision and it requires a, a patience and it's just, it's not for children. And the the story actually goes places this time. And by the end, I felt like I was it was more of a complete story and it had tones and 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 themes and differences of instead of just sort of making everything right in the end, it it takes it takes risks and it does other things, which I just didn't really expect from this game. Like that's something that I don't think that they had to do. But the fact that they did went a long way for me. Um, And I said, and I don't like no spoilers or anything, but like, it's just, 
from start to finish, the story was something that by the end of it, I was like, all right. It was engaging. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It was absolutely engaging. And it did it with little to no words at times. Yeah. And it just, and and it was just, I can't credit it, I can't credit it enough for just being, I, I will go as far as to say it's one of maybe a visual masterpiece because it's telling the story visually most of the time without much dialogue and it's getting its point across. It's getting it's getting the themes across. The same themes that were in the last game are, are brought back again this game, along with other, as you said, more adult themes, to the point where things aren't necessarily res- like there's still darkness like lingering in some ways and it's and, it, and the game kind of and the game kind of says to you like but it's okay right. like you know like and that's something you don't expect from what as you said it looks like a kid's game from the out from, right. from the well, onset and the way that the first one went you know and and the, the first game is very much a bad things happen but in the end everything is good like Everything you you fix everything, yeah, and I I would go as far to say that it's it's kind of it's a cop out in some ways, um, but that but whatever like that's that's not what that game was about. The story was not integral to the the part of it, whereas here I think it was. Um, like I said, I, I don't want to keep I I want to keep dancing around it since we're not going to do spoilers or anything. So, but so no, like story was great and the gameplay like we already touched on a little bit was you know it's just it's much bigger in general but something i found interesting is that uh, we basically went two different paths through this game like there's not multiple endings or anything like that but we basically tackled the the main objective uh in a almost backwards way like you took it one way i took it another way kind of thing which i i did not know that was the thing of this game I, i did not know you could sort of approach things out of order uh which i thought was kind of neat um but there's basically three main paths that you go on. And I have to say that I, I think I enjoyed them more than the main path in the first game. Um, but I definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is just because you, as I was playing it and kind of remembering the first game, like this game is, is brutal. Like, in a good way, and th- th- okay, so the first game definitely tested you in terms of of your ability to sort of look at the environment and, and figure out what you have to do, but I always felt like it was only one or two things. Like, on this game, I was pressing and doing, like, six different techniques within yeah. seven seconds. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm dashing, I'm bashing, I'm... I'm wall grabbing like it. it's it's almost like a next level style of traversal of just like kind of like that. The, what's weird is the only game I can think of is Mirror's Edge, like Mirror's Edge. That game was like all about movement. And and when you got good at that game and you watch someone play that game, it's just like, man, like that looks like a lot of fun. I wish I could do that. And there was times in Ori and the Will of the Wisps, like when first off pro tip, you can go to any save point that you find from the map didn't know that. Um, like literally everyone knew that. Like just I so you know. did not know that. Uh, so when it came time for me to fast travel, I was, tr- I was traversing to one of the, uh, the fountains to fast travel to. So I was sort of going through stuff I already been through. And when I was doing that, like I was flying through it kind of like, you know, uh, again, bashing, dashing, like doing all of the techniques that it gives you. And then by the end, like they even give you some abilities to where basically you can sort of, you can almost make your own. You never. This is the point. You don't have to touch the ground anymore. Right. Like, right. and 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 they and they do it in a way that's just like crazy because they get they actually give you abilities to sort of use the techniques that you already have at your leisure, kind of thing. Um, so, for instance, the first game and this game does it too at some points. It's there's the there's like these creatures that will come out of the ground and sort of give you a blast so that way you can bash off of it. At one point in this game, you can make your own blast. Like they they just they 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 give you that that ability, which means that when you're when it comes time to use it, you almost have to think about the puzzles in even a more 
deeper dimension than than the first game. And that was something that I just didn't even think that they were even going to tackle it that way. But and like you said, by the end of it, like you're not even touching the ground and there's even puzzles and stuff built around that. of just like, look, this area, you cannot touch the ground because you will either die or get hurt kind of thing. And when you when you hit those like it is stupid, satisfying and you feel awesome every time you do it. And one and and what I like most about that gameplay aspect specifically is the fact that we're doing it two different ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if 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 one of those sequences you have five people play that sequence, they're playing those skills five different ways. No one's doing it the same way. And it's just it's it's really brilliant, honestly. Just like it's one of those games where, because you hear this a lot, where it's like, you make your own fun, you play how you want, and it's like, not really. Like, I have three skills, and we're right. all doing this the same way. Whereas, or in the one in the in in Wisp, you play this however you want. Um, and the touch, the touch on the, the shards and the skills, you have, you can set up your own skill uh, layout. So, like, if you don't want to use the bash, you don't have to. You can use a different skill. Um, right. So it's like... On the on the fly, too. Like, it's right. very quick. You just hold the left trigger, and it brings up your skill wheel kind of thing. So, so like, and so by the end of the game, we're playing with a different skill set on top of that. So, like, for me, I, I love the, uh, the ability where you can jump off an enemy... And then also lash onto an enemy. Because See, I you're doing like triple the damage. Didn't even touch that in my playthrough. And oh, I loved it. And that was one of those things where in in the shards, it's like you can grapple an enemy. And I, I am very, very like I think one reason why Metroid always sort of stuck with me was because in this way, in this very simple or very similar way of just it, it, it builds upon itself and, and gives you the skills. And I, I was the same way in Hollow Knight and I was in Will the Wisp. It's just like when I find something that works, you stick with it. I, yeah, I just stick with it. And so yeah. if, if you're that type of person, this is not the game for you. And I, I mean, that, that's that's completely false statement. If you're that type of person, this is the game for you. But be prepared that you're going to see a lot of shards and stuff that you're not going to use. I didn't even buy all of the abilities. Um, also, I hear there's a third weapon. Is that true? Uh. I got the sword, the hammer. Okay, yeah, that's all I had too. But I had heard there was a third weapon. Maybe I misheard. Um, I thought I just missed it somewhere. But so were you the sword or hammer person? Because I oh, was hammer all the way. Okay, yeah. So like that I... hammer does damage. Yeah. And then so... when you upgrade it, you could do a ground, do a ground pound, and, you, and it sends like ice shards on both yeah. directions. And so I, I stuck to the sword for a long time, but then eventually I had switched to the hammer once or twice, and I I tried to sort of main it, but at that time, it just wherever I was, I was just like, no, like this isn't this this isn't what I need. Um, but then I eventually switched to the hammer kind of full time. And once you, it's got such a satisfying wind up to it. And some of those enemies, when you hit them, like it's vicious. Oh yeah, and and they yeah. they react completely differently Which depending on if so, you're using the sword. Oh, yeah. it's so it's so it's so thoughtful. Yeah, it, it's. It just I, I never got tired of hitting the anything in the air if you hit with the hammer just goes flying, but then anything that had any type of like shell or sort of defense, you just hit them and they just go flying up or flying across the screen. Like even when it comes to the combat, if you're good enough, you can never touch the ground kind of thing. And and and, and what I like about the combat also is the fact that they built into the system that enemies this friendly fire with the enemies and the environment. Yeah. The, the 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 environment is no friend to the en- to your enemies either. So if you can knock them off into some spikes or something, like done. If you can get uh like one of the flying enemies, like the the mosquitoes, to 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 hit you, to hit a wall set of you, done. Like or if you can get them, if you get like the uh, the flower spitters to hit to shoot their 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 acid spray and hit an en- another enemy, they're done. This. There's so many ways to handle problems in this game that I'm I'm just I'm I'm just really taken aback at how like did they plan it out that way or did it just 
come together that way like it's, it's probably both yeah they probably yeah I'd, I'd like to see what other things that they had tried to sort of get everything to work and what made it and what didn't kind of thing so but so like i'm interested because like i said i did not buy all of the abilities so like i didn't get the spike and i didn't get the i think it's a boomerang of got, some sort yeah i got all the abilities well, yeah so and i i purposely didn't buy them so that way i i didn't have the option to use them um because <laughs> i trash so uh, no, no point in using the boomerang the arrow is trash but they want you to use it. that's the other thing too the abilities aren't just offensive weapons right they, they're also used to interact with the environment so although the um the arrow is trash you still need that to hit a button or something so uh the leaf the leaf uh is actually not offensive at all i want to say it's just really just uh, a mechanic to excuse me interact with the environment so yeah. but you can still use it in creative ways during combat so it's it's cool in that regard yeah everything has a purpose kind of thing and you can sort of use it anyway what use it any way you want and so this is this is a game that now that I've finished it, I, I, I want to go online and actually watch some streamers because I want to see how they're playing it because I am sure that there's stuff that I don't even know you can do kind of thing. Um, and this is a game I will definitely go back and play again on hard mode um, for sure. Okay, and man. try the jump, try the latch onto enemies and jump off enemies and you're just... So wait, do, like, do they not hurt you then? No, they don't hurt you. And then you're doing... Once you upgrade that, you start doing more damage... You could jump off two enemies. Like, you, you're literally just... It's Devil May Cry mini light in that. Uh, See, and that, that I was I was basically doing that with the hammer of, like, I, I, I was popping them up kind of thing. Yeah. And I, was, I would pop them up, hit them a couple times, and I'd bash off of them, and then I would bash up, and then I would come down with the uh, the hammer with the, the upgrade. So I had the eyes. Like, so, like, I was basically playing a very similar style, but if I'm... I'm the grapple sounds like something that I probably would have latched onto pretty quickly, but I was just so comfortable with what I was doing. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. So that's the thing. It all, it all, right. It all works. And, yeah. uh, but there is one thing. If I have one criticism, it would be, uh, it's, 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 it's that's the thing. It's, it's barely a criticism at that because, all right. So if I have one criticism, it would be due to the, Focus on exploration and doing things out of order at your own pace, at your own speed. You will get lost a lot more than in the in, than in the uh, the first game. Uh, so like, and I think that's just kind of the issue with the narrative in Pathfinder games. If you don't have a very clear narrative at some point, and you just say, "Hey, just go everywhere and do everything." you will kind of find yourself like, okay, did I grab that or not? Which one am I on? Where do I need to be? And at this point, and at that point, you're just kind of filling out the map instead of beelining it to certain objectives. So that's really my, my, my biggest critique of the game is where you may get lost and a little frustrated that you're lost at times. Yeah, so I, I sort of, I the game is sort of broken into two. I don't want to say two halves because that's not fair. Um, but at, at, there's basically like an intro period, and then it sort of unlocks everything, and that's when you can sort of pick. I, I guess you know, considering we went in different paths, you can sort of pick which way you want to go. And so it, on your map, it sort of tells you like, hey, there's something this is the general area where it is. So it's like, okay, clearly I need to go somewhere over here. And somehow I found myself, I went to basically the entrance to the final area first. Don't know how I did that. Um, And I ended up picking up one of the abilities. Like there's basically a a dashing ability through sand and stuff that you get. And I picked up that. And so like, I, I ended up getting things sort of slightly out of order and at some point I got turned around, whatever. And then I just sort of got lost. I was like, I'm not really sure where I'm supposed to be. Cause I feel like I went everywhere I was supposed to be in this one area, but it says there's a wisp over here kind of thing. And so lo and behold, um, I, I guess one of my criticisms is that there are certain times, depending on the area that you're in, where the background and the foreground can get a little confusing. And there was basically a button that I just, I couldn't, I didn't see it. 
Like the only reason I noticed it was because I ran by something and a little tooltip came up and I was like, hold right trigger to pull. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I didn't, I could not see this at all. And from what I understand, I'm the only one that thought that because I was sort of looking online and people didn't have any issues with it. But I still think there's other times where I'm not quite sure if there's like there, there's like a tree branch in the background. I'm like, oh, I can jump on that. And oh, no, I can't. Like every once in a while, there's something like that. I just couldn't see. But once I sort of got unlost that first time and I was on the right path after that, I didn't get lost again. Kind of. Yeah, thing. I, I, I'll but, agree with that. I yeah, agree with but. That that might be because I had filled out so much of the map getting lost that, Shoot, yeah, right. That, so I basically just kind of did a little bit of everything. So then I sort of filled out the map to a point to where I was like, okay, I know exactly where I need to go now. So, right. No, I think, yeah, I, th I think you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm kind of okay with that. Like I'm not mad at that by any means. Um, so yeah, I, again, I don't know. Maybe that is a criticism. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of with you and where I, I think that's, I think that's just part of the genre and just part of the game. I think that a the the best Metroidvanias or Pathfinder games, whatever you want to call them, um, I think that they do a very good job of of sort of even when you are lost, it, it's very easy to pull up your map and be like, okay, like clearly I missed something. Um, what did I miss? And the fact that they give you sort of the general area to where these wisps wisps are, that you can sort of be like, okay, clearly I missed something here. Whereas in bad Metroidvanias, it's I've, I can think of instances where I'm looking at this map. There's not clearly a door in this one area, and I go there, and then all of a sudden the map fills out like, oh, there's a door here with a whole other area kind of thing. So I, I put this on the ladder of just like – or of the former of this is a better one to where it's very clear Absolutely. of what you have – what Absolutely. you've observed yep. and what you haven't observed kind of thing. The so. only, and I will touch on the moment – because you're absolutely right. The once I was lost for a while, once I figured out where I needed to, what I needed to do, it was smooth sailing from there. So you're absolutely right. And I want to say the part I was stuck on, without without giving any spoilers, pro tip, um, you will you were you will approach what looks like to be a dead end. Use the leaf. Uh, oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> like that that was my hold up for a while. Because I'm like, I filled out pretty to your point to your point. I want to say the entire map was filled out, except that one area. Except, I'm sorry, except two areas, that dead end and then um the ice area. Uh, I think it's called Barrows something. B-A-U-R. Yeah. So it's like, how do I even get over there? I there's no clue. And then I have this dead end on the other side of the map. I'm like, there's there's a clue, but there's also like there was one instance where I had sort of forgotten of one of the abilities. So I'm not gonna say what the ability is, but like basically, if you jump and hold one of the buttons, you can do something. And I had forgotten you could do that. <laughs> so like I was running around. I'm like, I was like, clearly this is where I need to be, but how do I get over there? Like I'm trying everything and I've got the triple jump on. I've got the dash on. I'm just like, how do I get over there? And then eventually the game was like, Hey, press this, this button, you idiot. And I was like, Oh, right. <laughs> so right. I, I have a feeling that that's very similar to, to what you probably ran into and in that there, they actually tell you exactly what you need to do sort yeah. of right before that. But yeah. it's very easy to miss if you're just sort of like reading and like, oh, okay, like whatever, like, <laughs> but yeah. Also, it's kind of strange the reaction that happens from just using a f yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we're like now we're speaking in code and people have no idea what we're talking about. Um, but yes, use the leaf. Yeah, use the leaf. Yeah, the leaf is your friend. So, uh, so I mean, I think we basically nailed that. So, I, I think the only last like area is is the presentation. Um, which oh yes, uh, I want to say again after just playing from the, just playing the first one, a, a, a critique at that point was. Um, uh the music didn't pop for me when it, when I wanted when I wanted it to the music pops for me way more in this one uh they put the the bed is a little is a little more prevalent um there's way more um uh uh not action scenes but set pieces and every single one of those is great like I have in like an uncharted type feel when I when I'm in one of those I'm like oh this is, this is gonna be a good one uh then it's like I just presentation wise 
anything that was semi-lacking in the first one, Vegas upped their game and just said, we're going to make it better. What's What I find, I don't want to say unique, but just astonishing really is that Gareth Coker, especially in the first game, I guess more so with this one, that everything sort of has a very, very similar uh, feel and tone to it. Like the music has a very similar beat, has a very similar tempo, et cetera. And the first game I was like, well, you really did a lot with sort of the same music and sort of adapting it in each area. But somehow in the second one, he did it even better in that it all sounds similar, but it's all super distinct as well. And each area that you go to has its own sort of twist on on this theme. And it just, I, I've listened to the soundtrack as I was sort of typing up notes and stuff. And it's like, I already, even though I've only played through this game once, I already can sort of, when the music is playing, I'm sort of picturing where I was in the game. And that's crazy to me. Like that, that's really hard to do. As much as I love the soundtrack to um, Yoku's Island Express, I could not tell you what song goes to which area. Whereas with Ori in the World of Wisps, I can already tell you what song goes where kind of thing. And that, to me, that says a lot that, that that's, this is going to end up being a soundtrack that is going to stay in my collection forever kind of thing. Um, it, it really is that good. Like the soundtrack really is that good. And like, I, I made a joke when the first game came out of like best looking game ever. And it looked really good. And I was sort of like, I was like, I don't know how they're going to make this better. Um, I, I think it's fair to say this is a top 10 game ever in terms of the visual department. You know, it was interesting enough from uh, uh, my opinion uh, on, the, on, the, on the visuals is love it is great. The, the character design I like the least is Ashley Ori. I don't like um, the characters. I, I'm not a big fan of that character design. Um, I the first all, and the first the one other I, ones are great. Yeah, I mean, but and, I don't in like the first game, this. I would agree with you. But this one, he he or he doesn't look terribly different, but he is more distinct. Like his his ears are a little bit different. His nose is different. So like he's much more distinct as a character now. Um, but I guess I could. Mm, I really like Ori. Um, no, I mean, I'm I just. For, for for the t- for the title character not title character but for the main character um, it just doesn't does doesn't do it for me but uh but other than that like every every literally every other creature design is I think phenomenal the, the world design is just I don't like I would maybe it's out there I don't know I want to see how they create this world I want to see how they create this game because I don't get it like. With something, you know, one of the most striking games of, of this generation has been Cuphead. And they sort of talked about, like, yeah, like, this is not easy to make kind of thing. And that's why, like, that game, Cuphead is not a large game by any means. Um, there's a, you know, that's very much a boss rush, boss rush game with uh, a couple sort of Contra-style levels in it. But those levels take a ton of time, and you can see it. And with Ori, it's just like... There is so much detail. I, I just I don't understand how how there is that much detail in this world because every single screen just looks like it could be a painting. And how? I, how? Like I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't. It, everything moves. Everything sways. Like you you really the first game looked amazing, but you don't notice it until you play the second one. Like nothing really moves in that first game. Like you're sort of just sort of traveling through it. Whereas in will of the wisps, it's like everything has a weight to it. Like individual blades of grass move, individual branches move. And it's like, but also when you're fighting enemies and you're sort of traversing through things, like there is, there is the world is moving around you kind of thing, which is very strange for a 2d game. Like I didn't think you could really do that, but they've managed to figure out a way. And the amount of just like time and effort that went into it, I can't even imagine, but it's, it's truly like genre defining for me. Like when it comes to a 2d look game, I just don't think anything's ever going to look much better than this game. And if it does, that'd be amazing. But I, I find it in my brain. I can't, I'm like, no, this, this is, this game's not ever going to be beat in a visual standpoint. And it's and it's not and it's not just graphical power. It's not it's not even the graphical power. It's really right. just the uh, the, the, the art. art design. Yeah, like it's, it's just first and foremost. 
that being said, uh, we do have to talk about a, a negative and a big negative. Um, I'm not sure what you ran into, but bro, the performance of this game is not good. Um, so, so I played on Xbox One X and you played on PC, correct? Yes. Okay. I, I I'm going to guess it wasn't as much of an issue on PC because you can sort of brute force it, but what's strange is that the first game ran flawlessly. Butter. Um, yeah, no, will of us. No, <laughs> like, I, this game does not hit 60 frames consecutively on Xbox one X at almost any time. That game is constantly dropping frames, especially during combat and some of the later levels when, uh, there's just more on screen going on. Uh, you're, you're talking 30 to 40 frames at times. And, the I ran into quite a few bugs. Um, my console, oh. my console turned off, like just straight up turned off twice when I booted the game. So like the game would boot and I'd get the I'd get the intro song start playing the Microsoft Xbox Game Studios logo and just boom, console turned off. I'm like, what? Like I, I could understand crashing to the dashboard, but I've never had a game turn off my console. <laughs> like, what is it? How does that even happen? Well, I don't know. So we, we we just left off speaking about the visuals. The visual the visuals aren't that good to where it should be having performance issues like this. Right. So for on my end, I, at one point I had a screen tear right down the middle that just wouldn't leave, and then it kept dipping under sixty. At points where nothing was happening, right? Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's it's a it's a GPU pipeline thing. It just seems like a optimization thing. Like something is getting jumbled, something's getting lost, like whatever it is. And it there's also seems to be a memory leak, at least on the Xbox version. I've I've read about it might be on the PC too, but I'm not sure. But like eventually, if you just keep playing the game, and especially apparently if you don't turn the console all the way off. Like if you're using the standby mode, which I don't normally do, I normally do the energy saving mode. So it does a full boot every time. Apparently like that can cause issues. Now this isn't the first game that's happened with, like there's been other games that for whatever reason, using the standby mode sort of does something to the code where it just, it, it starts dropping frames constantly. But this game is just all over the place, like in terms of bugs like that. And so, yeah, yeah so you're, were you main, were you mainly at 60 at least like for a lot of the game cuz i'm not exaggerating when i say like this game never hits 60 concurrently almost through any of it high 50s for me okay so i mean it's better it sounds like <laughs> high 50s uh yeah and then like the boot up the st the first start every time was just it took way longer than any pc game should yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. especially for like a 2d platformers like guys like i don't know what you did but a bit of a hit there performance wise but yeah, and that said though it sounds like on on console is literally game breaking whereas on pc it's just it's a slight annoyance yeah so uh, from what i understand um they're working on it kind of thing and they the, what's unique about this game is that it runs on unity still which kind of blows my mind because Unity is not known for being a um, well-optimized machine. If that, it, it, you know, it, I am not a programmer, so I cannot comment on it. But from what I've read, from what I've seen, I have talked to developers that have used it kind of. It, it's not great kind of thing, but it's free. So, you know, that's, that's sort of what it is. But to me, it just seems strange that this is, you know, borderline a first party studio or first party game and it's still running on Unity. And I have to imagine that has something to do with it. Um, but who knows? Maybe, you know, this game was delayed and, you know, we are, you know, not to, you know, date date this thing, but we are doing a pandemic right now. We are in the middle of a pandemic and companies are working from home, et cetera. So maybe this game just that final layer of polish just didn't get out the door for various reasons. Um, but yeah, like the frame rate is the big one, but there I also had quite a few bugs in that sometimes when it was loading an area, um, the camera would, would not follow Ori anymore. So like I, I would be oh. running and I'd, I'd jump off of something and Ori's just off screen. 
as it's sort of loading the next area. And then once it loads, it sort of centers the screen again. But I could keep moving once I was off screen. It's like, how does that ha- like what's happening behind the scenes here where all of a sudden the camera's just not following the main character? Like just a lot of weird stuff like that. Um, now, yeah, I never that's, 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 that's a big. Uh, so that's a big flaw for me, because when you don't have a PC to basically adjust things manually, let's say, and get it to run, get something to run correctly, it becomes a huge issue for me. So, like, when I was console only for a little bit in my, in my gaming life, if something didn't run well, I would just trash it and just stop, like, stop playing it. Like, this is, like... You kind of have one job here, like, like this. This this is a big game for it. For it's not a AAA game, obviously, but for the Xbox console, this is a selling one. This, this is like a selling point. This is like the PlayStation. This is PlayStation. This PlayStation. This is like one of the darling indie games. It's the same thing for the Xbox. So you, it has to be butter out the gate. If it's not, you're leaving a bad taste in first impressions mouth, like people who've never played this game before or never heard about the studio before. Yeah, it's for me, um, I I tend to be more forgiving on games that are trying to run at 60 and can't hit it versus games that are trying to run 30 and can't hit it. Just the the level of latency and the this, you know. To me, a game running at 25 frames versus 30 frames is is immediately noticeable much more than a game running at 50 frames that's supposed to be running at 60 kind of thing. For me, it's the fluctuation of how often it, it, it is dipping from 60 kind of thing um, that I, it's just it's weird. Um, it was it's not game breaking by any means for me, especially considering, you know, I, I did finish the game and I never had a, a, a bug when I was playing that would like hard crash it or anything like that. But it was just like getting into the game sometimes would turn off my console and then every once in a while when it was loading an area, it would just do strange things. Um, so I don't know. They said they're working on it kind of thing. Hopefully they fix it and hopefully it is they, they can at least clean it up to the point to where. If if you're going, you know, if you're in the that range of 50 to 60 frames, that's fine. But I, I, it's those fluctuations that are just that hit so hard that it's just like, what is going on, guys? Like, I don't know. Part of me thinks that that final layer of, of polish did get delayed slightly just because of current world events, but that's just me speculating. So I'm not sure. But it is it is a problem. Like I don't I don't want to undersell it and say that the frame rate's fine. It's not fine. Um, it is not game breaking. It is not like Assassin's Creed. What was the name of that game? Brotherhood or whatever it was. The the first one on next gen consoles. It's going to bug me. I'm, I'm going to have to look it, up the name of that game. It wasn't um, what, Oh, my God. What was it? Assassin's Creed. It's the one, wasn't it the one with the, uh, the the co-op? It was. Yeah. Like, it, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't Brotherhood. The, the live like, fact checking. They were like in Venice or something. I forgot. Unity. Yeah, that is. That game was broken. That game had such a bad frame rate, like it was eating inputs because the frame rate would get so low and choppy that it couldn't keep up with the button presses. It's not like that, but it is not great. <laughs> so uh, they claim that the first patch is coming out next week to sort of iron things out. Um, and they themselves, Moon Studios, has used significant improvements to the frame rate as well as some of those bugs. So that final layer of polish probably just didn't get there, but hopefully it will get there because uh, I'm going to start and play this game again on hard immediately um, as soon as that that patch comes out just to sort of test things out kind of thing. So, but yeah, um, I think uh, I think that's probably going to do it. I think we've covered, covered everything that we want to talk about. Yeah, I mean... And we ran long as well, so like right. I think I think we know the answer to this question. Game pass or pass? Ah, uh, you shouldn't play it. Yeah, no. It's terrible. Yeah, it's worst. terrible. No, uh, play this game. Play this game immediately, kind of thing. I think this is a uh, this is a game of the year quality game. Um, and unless something changes, you know, it it it's probably going to be one of those top five games for us. Um, 
I, I really, really, really enjoyed it quite a bit. More, more, again, those first 90 minutes, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, like, is there something wrong with the game? Is there I something wrong with the seen, game? I think it seemed too familiar at, yeah. in, in the beginning. It, for me, it wasn't even 90 minutes. For me, once I got the hammer, I'm like, oh, oh, we're, we're, we're going now. I, yeah. I see. So it... It, yeah, that again. That I was just like, oh no, no, please no. But then once I it it clicked and I was in, I was on board, and it it I was like, all right, we're good. So we're good. So no, definitely, definitely play this game. So Ori and the Will of the Wisps gets a big pass it on from us. All right. So um, this episode will be coming out a bit early. So. Um, Next episode, we're going to be doing our sort of bonus or side episode because a little game called Doom Eternal will be releasing next Friday or this upcoming Friday uh, when you're listening to this, most likely. So um, so that game is not on Game Pass, but we have had the request out of a couple people. Um, so, hey, you know, talk about some new games uh, because they like the format of of sort of sticking with one game. So we are going to uh, do that and we're... We talked about it last week kind of thing. Um, it's not something we're going to be doing a lot. Uh, we're just going to kind of see how it goes. But basically, I'm giving it the okay because I like Doom. And uh, we did play the first Doom on Game Pass or Pass. So I don't think I don't, I don't don't think this is going to be a situation where when Call of Duty Black Ops 5 comes out that we're going to talk about that game. But we're always going to try to, you know, tie it in somehow uh, to something on Game Pass. So so next week will be a little bit different. Um it should be a regular time, something like that. But so the next game will be Doom Eternal. After that, I think we uh, decide we're going to be doing at the request of one of our listeners, uh, Blair Witch. And then after that, I don't know. Do we have a plan after that? Uh, we could spin the wheel. Yeah, we could spin the wheel. Um, oh, you know what? I lied. I'm sorry. Um, we do have a game coming out that we have to talk about, and I think we both forgot about it. Let's see if you can remember what it is. It's a multiplayer uh, game. I know what it is. Don't you test me something so stupid and obvious. Uh-huh. That, that, what that, that, that's not in my sentence. Oh, okay. Bleeding Edge. Uh, that is coming out on Game Pass on March 24th? So... That's very soon. That's right after Doom. So I lied. So we're going to be talking about Doom. Then we're going to be talking about Bleeding Edge. Then we'll be talking about Blair Witch. And then after that, we will spin the wheel. So, yeah, Bleeding Edge is coming out. Um, I don't. I think they need to tell more people. <laughs> Just um, saying. You, you, um, we've been here many a times. Microsoft does the worst with that promotion sometimes like unless it's called halo or gears right like, it's like, the only time like other than yeah. that it's like like I, like Ari should be selling but we should be selling game busters but no right. one knows, knows this game exists so right so but yeah march is packed though i mean we've got two big game pass releases we got doom and then right after that we got final fantasy which we probably won't be talking about here um maybe we'll get to final fantasy 7 remake if they ever decide to put final fantasy 7 on game pass so that's how we'll tie it in something like that but all right that's gonna do it for this episode uh, we will see you next week with Doom Eternal, followed by Bleeding Edge. Good day, sirs. Stop recording. <laughs>